everyone, it's Michelle. And Delaudis. And I'm your host, Madeline Fenelon. You are his living epistle, read by all men. That's right. You are Jesus' ambassador. This is the Living Epistle Project radio program. You're listening to the Living Epistle Project radio program. And I'm your host, Madeline Fenelon. And and I am in the studio another day, granting to me by the Lord Jesus Christ under the sun. And today I am in the physical studio all by myself, but I am not alone. My co-hosts are still with me. They're just virtually on the air. <laughs> Hello, Michelle and Mary. How are you? Hey, man. Doing good. Hey, my, I am amazing. It Amen. is a good day. You are amazing. <laughs> you know what I want to <laughs> say? You are too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know what I love? I love the fact, I, I, you know, technology is a good tool to have. I love that we can still come on the air and, and share the word of Jesus while we are not in the same place. I think it's how we use technology. I say all of us who Christian who have technology, remember you are the salt and remember you are you salt you are the salt of this air um this earth and you are the light of this world. Continue to carry and bring out your light. Um whatever you do, remember that you represent Jesus Christ and I hope it inspires you to just go ahead and shine for the Lord and season your world with wherever you are. Use technology, whatever you use it, use it wisely. So I was thinking of a, there's a song that I just want to read. It's one piece like a river, attended my way. When sorrows like sea billows falls, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I love that. I love that too. Amen. And then I love this part. Um, I love my sin or the bliss of his glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. And it says, O oh Lord, Amen. haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The cloud be rolled back. As a scroll, the chomp shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. And I love this last, the second stanza is not really the, the mm-hmm. last, but I, I kept it for last. It says, though Satan shall buffet, though trials mm. should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. So I love this. I think this song is such a song that help you bring it to the reality of why Jesus came to this to this earth, right? And so Michelle Mary, yeah. how many hair, do you do, yeah. do you know the number of hair, hair, hairs on your head? <laughs> no, but that does. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And that's actually more important than me knowing he knows. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. So, um, you know, throughout the week, we just 
shuffle around to see what the Lord is trying to help us say. Um, Michelle brought some ideas. Michelle, talk to me about your ideas. So I was thinking about, you know, the peace of God. And, and when I think about the song, it is well with my soul. It, it, it just flows right into that because it talks about all these things that are swirling around us. Um, all these things that can distract us, all these things that um, can overwhelm us. But even then, in, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of whatever swirling around us, we can be calm. We can be in the, you know, what they call the eye of the storm, the center of the storm, which is, um, which is the quietest area of a storm, and it has to be in total peace. It's being total peace. And I was just thinking about all the things that are happening in the world. And, and we're in a, a <laughs> unprecedented, stressful, unusual, unique time. And I know so many people um, that are anxious and overwhelmed, but there is a peace that God gives us where no matter what's going on, it will be well with our souls. Amen. So yeah. that, that's what I was really thinking about. Um, and one of the things I, I was looking at was, um, in John 14, which really John 14, the whole, um, uh, chapter speaks to, you know, peace and, 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 the, and, and Jesus talking to his disciples about the comforter. But, um, in verse 26 through 20, 28, I guess he starts out saying, but the, the comforter, which is, in, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mm. So he's telling his disciples, you know, that there's, not, there's a certain peace that you can't get from the world, that it comes only from him and he will be with you in, in this troubled world. You can still have peace with the Lord. And, and what verse, what, what book was this again, Michelle? This is John. This is John 14. Okay, great. And great. I just read from uh, 26 through 27. Great. That is so good. And, and I thought, you know, the fact that he says, let, let not your heart be troubled. Um, when I thought of mm -hmm. a, of a way to put this together, it's, do you want, like, which do you choose peace or turmoil? Right. So I think it's mm -hmm. a matter of choice. Mm -hmm. Let not your heart be troubled. It's we have to do it. We have to make the decision to not let our heart be troubled or are we just going to be troubled? Like, we are human, though we are peculiar people. And I talk about the people who have mm -hmm. accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, we are peculiar first people and we are not of this world, but we are in it. And. Mm -hmm. It's a choice to, everybody can get distracted. Everyone can get distracted. Um, I mm -hmm. think what happened is that we have to remember, wait, this is the affairs of this world. Um, this is not my, the affairs of a soldier. I'm a soldier and I'm on call right now. I'm not on call. I'm on duty right now. And I have to keep my mind in the things above. And the things above, on, above the sun, what's happening how is it in heaven right now? Is it peaceful? Is it turmoil? And I love how Jesus, Michelle, was in the boat with the disciples. And mm -hmm. the, there was that storm. And he was sleeping. I think, you know, of course, Jesus knows what ha what's happening in heaven. How is it in heaven? And he knew 
um, the reason he was here. I think when we come to a place and realize, if we accept, if we try to not have any agenda but the agendas that God gave us, we will be able to trust more, right? I think Romans 8.28 yeah. is to those who trust more. The Lord, understanding that I didn't imagine myself here. I did not. I didn't. I did not dream Madeline Fenelon in this world. You know. In fact, several times I debate with the Lord. I'm like, Are you sure I was supposed to be here? I need to be here. You know. Again, you guys, I'm not depressed. I just yeah. think I'm just a deep thinker. I examine life, but I say, Lord, are you sure I was supposed here? Why am I in November 2020? Why am I still here? Why? Why did you put me here? And I think once we try to, once we work to not have any personal interest or agenda, but the agenda that God has for us or interest that God has for us, it will be easier for us to live in peace Mm -hmm. no matter what's happening. And I think Jesus understood there was a purpose for his life. He knew it because he was, you know, he's God. He understood Mm -hmm. that while in the storm is raging, he would not, this would not be the end. Because there's a purpose, one, and he's God. You know, if God is with you, if it was not so, he would not tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, and when in, in a place, I think it's John 16th, I, Jesus was talking about in his father's house, there were many mentions, you know. But one of the words that he statement that he made that pain, um, stand out for me was the one where he said, if it was not so, if it were not so, I wouldn't tell you that. If it were not so, I wouldn't tell you and, and that. that. And, and that Madeline is actually in the same in the same John fourteen, oh, right? Yeah. And John fourteen, it's, it's verse one. It's, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. You know what, Michelle? It is correct. I was reading. I have my note mixed up, but it is John fourteen. That's where it is. Where he said, "If it was yeah, not there's, so, there's a lot of a lot of meat in John 14." <laughs> right, right, and he said, "If it was yeah. not so." So, Mary, your thoughts? Yeah. And, and and I, you know what? There's a couple that you've made you've made many points, but one of the things that I I heard is it's true. We have to be intentional with our peace. We mm-hmm. have to guard it. Um, when we talk about um peace is it's the same thing as the chaos and the same thing as the trouble and it we know that trouble's going to come it's not like we're going to avoid it it will come um and it has many forms i as you guys were um talking i remembered philippians 4 and when you go to verse 6 it tells you okay this is how you get it, and this is how you maintain that peace. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with verse 6 where it says, don't worry about anything. And this is the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. So the first thing you're thinking about is, okay, in the midst of the chaos, tell, tell him about the chaos. Tell him about the trouble. Tell him it's not a surprise that you're in the midst of whatever you're in right now that's troubling you. Tell him what you need and thank him for all that he has done. 
before you got to the chaos, God has done something for you. If you say this morning that, okay, I just have cr- trouble and chaos and problems, well, the fact that you're breathing and you're able to identify that there's something around you is something to thank him for. In verse 7, it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. So in order for us to get that peace, we have to give, pray about it and thank him. Then he can give us the peace. And the peace, his peace is not circumstantial. His peace doesn't, mm-hmm. is not based on what's on our, in our bank account, what job we have, what our accomplishments are. His peace exceeds anything. And that peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And then it says, then verse eight, where it says, Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on. So mm-hmm. how am I going to maintain this peace? I have to constantly think of what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think on those things. Amen. So in that, even in those three verses, he's, he's showing us this is how you, this is how you, you know, get the peace. This is the mm-hmm. piece I'm going to give you, and this is how you maintain it. And, you, and I think in the midst, we have daily, we have opportunity to engage in the chaos. Amen. And we and, have opportunities. There's so many places that we can engage in chaos, and amen. so many places that we can engage in that. But like you were saying before, Madeline, being intentional to say, no, God, I want your peace today. How do I walk in your peace? I think you, I love that. I definitely, I, I, I love I definitely that. think it's um, it's a it's a choice, you know, to um, to engage or not to engage. And the other thing, Mary, what you just said is such a great reminder because I do think, and Marlon, don't lose your thought. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, you know there are times that we forget or people forget. You know, if if you're going through uh, uh, the storm and and the chaos and you have no peace, have you talked to God? Amen. Have you asked God for peace? Amen. And, Have you said, Lord, I need you? Amen. Have I, you done that? I love that. And, and, and Michelle, here's what I think. I think I'm going to try to remember the thoughts that I had while Mary was talking because she made many great points. Is that I think a lot of us have seen in the church. Now, this is not to say the church is horrible, but I, I hope to empower you. That's what I hope. I hope that we just get up and play the part that we're supposed to play. I think a lot of us in the church believe that we are life happened to us. Um, Mm. And I think a lot of us let our thoughts lie down and just let things, just our mind just go and not take captive every thought um, or everything that's happening Mm. into the knowledge of Christ. This is hard work. You know, it's hard work because you're trying to train your mind from a natural man in the sense of the fleshly way of thinking into the godly way of thinking. Eventually, you're gonna it's gonna come easier, but it got in the start. It it is it takes thinking for you to for your thoughts to your mind to naturally say something, right? And then you have to remember, wait, there's the mind of Christ. Is this the mind of Christ? 
right? So I think we have, it's a choice. Jesus said, my peace, I live with you and I don't give it as the world give it. I give it to you. I don't remember which verse is this. Um, I think may, um, Michelle may have read it already. Peace, I live with you. I think it's John 14, 27 still. Um, 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 yeah, 27. But it's peace, I live with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world give, gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let, let, let it be afraid. So this is it. The peace is already there, right? It's there. It's in the word of God. You, if you're a believer, it's available for you. Now, it's a matter of, of, of you, of me, to take, uh, um, to take, to take the, to take it on. To accept it, I al- always com- com- compare the word of God or the promises of God as a trust fund available for me. And this tr- this trust fund is a living trust. It's 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 living. It's it's already vested, not living. It's a vested trust already. It's vested throughout my mm-hmm. life already. But mm-hmm. there is a trustee. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> a truster. Ah, no, no, a, trust, yeah, a trustee. Yeah, a, yeah trustee. trustee. There is a trustee, okay. the Holy Spirit, and there's a beneficiary, which is us. Um, the trust wow. is available for us, but if we don't know that it's available, we can't go and take payment out of it. We can be struggling mm. to get a hundred dollars when we could have thousands of dollars from the trust if we knew, but we have to take, mm-hmm. we have to take opportunity, the opportunity, take on the opportunity, opportunity, the peace of God. Jesus left the peace. He didn't say, I'm going to give it. He said, it's here. I have given you the peace. Take heart, take heart, choose it, choose it. Let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be troubled, which means your heart have the opportunity, the potential to, to be troubled by the circumstances of life. And I want to say this, Michelle, I want to ask both you, Michelle and Mary, what is peace? But before you answer, while you think about it, I'm giving you a chance to think about it. I think I'm doing better. Am I, am I not, Michelle? I'm not throwing you the bus. I'm giving you a chance. <laughs> I'm not throwing you right there. I'm giving you a chance. <laughs> I used to just tell him now. Tell me. Tell me the answer now. But I'm giving you a chance here. Um, what is peace? But I just want to say while they're thinking about what is peace is I think we, I want to emphasize, I don't think peace means a lack of trouble. I don't think peace means a lot of um, difficulties or denying the, the difficult situations or the events that were happening. I, I submit to you that Peter, the fact that I was faced with prison several times, I had to be cautious every time, you know, because the moment they capture me, talking about my king, which I was not going to stop, Peter, I'm talking about Peter, I was subject, I had the potential to go to prison or die, a lot of the first century believers as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so they had that trouble, but yet they had peace. What was it? What is it? It's, I think it's the peace is that I, it is well with my soul. Is that no matter what happened to me, again, it goes to that purpose. If I live in purpose, I know Jesus put me on earth for a reason. Whatever's happening, my like, hair on my head are numbers, numbered. So I think it's take. It's a choice. You are, life is not happening yeah. to you. Life, life, nothing happened to you, believers, that the Lord did not 
allowed to happen. Nothing. That's what his word says. Your the very hair yeah. in your heads are numbered. So it's not life is not happening to you. I I I would recommend that we when these things are happening, ask God why. I don't think God is afraid of your why. I think if you come in with humility and with the heart of learning, imagine yourself a teacher. The student come to you and said, I didn't understand that. Why is this? I don't think you're going to get upset. I think you're going to try to explain. And some, some, most of the things, God doesn't explain them. He just, you just have to trust him in there. there. But the Bible is the same place that you'll find. Seek understanding. Seek understanding. But there is a reason that you who are listening, Michelle, Mary, and I are here in November 2020. And there's a reason we have taken mm-hmm. Jesus as our refuge. We are salt. And if we are defrazzled, we are never going to have sound mind to engage in the task that Jesus wants us to do. And I tell you, once we, we notice the storm, our eyes are focused more on the storm, we will be defrazzled. So what is peace, Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Madeline, of course. And, um, You know, one of the things for me when we talk about peace and and what peace is, I think part of it for me is that I I really trust the Lord. I trust his word. I trust what it says. I trust what he has said. And he has said that he is with me always. And that, you know, we talked about in this world, you will have trouble, but he's overcome the world. Right. So if, if that's my father in heaven and he's overcome the world and he wants what's best for me, I know that he has a plan for my life. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter what is happening and what is going on at the end of the day, we have the victory in him. Amen. So circumstances Amen. for the moment. Right. I'm thinking more, more eternal. And I'll give you an example of something that. Um, I was very close to my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. And my grandmother was a believer. She passed when she was in her 90s. And I had such a peace when she passed because I knew, I know, I I know where she is. I know I'll see her again. And that was a peace, even though you, you miss a physical presence of a person. And we talk about grief and things like that. I had such a peace that it could only be the peace of God. Because I trust God. Mm-hmm. So that's what that means. Wow. That was, that's what it out for me. Wow, Michelle. Um, wow. That's so good. Um, I, it's funny when you said your grandmother. I, my, I lost my grandfather in 2016. And I, mm-hmm. he, is, he was a believer. He was also a teacher. And mm-hmm. uh, when modeling, you mentioned when a student comes to you, that was so my grandfather. Um, that he was teaching up until he died when he was 94. And he was teaching up until he was 92. And he was teaching senior citizens. And it, it would energize him when someone came to him and say, I don't know how to do this. Can you teach me? That was just like, you know, that was like for him hitting lotto. That was the Yeah, that was the thing. But when you talk about peace, that was exactly how I felt when I went to his funeral. He lived in Canada. Uh, I'm originally from Grenada. He lived in Canada most of his life. And I went to that funeral knowing that not only he would be with God, 
but he has done everything that God wanted him to do. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where the peace really lies. And I want to kind of dial back a little bit because we are talking about peace today. We're talking about God's peace. We're using his word. But to someone who might not know God and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, this peace is like this nebulous thing that I can never obtain. And I would say to you, no, because here's the thing that peace lies on the foundation that we've accepted Jesus as our personal savior. What does that mean? That means that we have, we have made up in our mind that Jesus God, Jesus is in control of our lives. Jesus has purchased our lives through his precious blood, and he is in control. Yes, we will go through tribulation. Yes, we will go through problems. Yes, there are going to be times where we might feel isolated and alone, but Jesus is in control. In Jesus, there is victory. In Jesus, there is love. In Jesus, there is the peace that we're talking about. So don't think that we're talking this pie in the sky and everything's fine and, you know, no, we're, we've been on this journey with God since we said yes. And we have learned to apply his peace to our lives in whatever circumstances. We believe that the Bible is our truth, is the is the thing that we, the book that we live our lives on, and that's how we have been able to obtain the peace. So Amen. that Amen. peace that I, I had at my grandfather's funeral was it, it, only one of many examples where even in the face of trouble, I've been able to sit back and say, God, you got this. Amen. I, and I, I know what you're going to say. And I, wanna, I know what you're going to say, but I know that God's got this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's okay. And, and I want to say this as well. I think, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey for the believer. I think it's every day. You know, the Bible says um, we have to die to our flesh daily, right? Um, which means I yeah. cannot... Every day I have to make a decision that I am going to choose God. That's why it's so important that Amen. we have to renew our mind. Yeah. Right? So it's it's mm-hmm. that it's a journey. Because the reality for at least for me is that I am going to get distracted sometimes. I'm going to feel the the issues that, that are happening. And so but I have to at that moment say, wait. And and I know the Bible says take every thought. And I would even say, take every feelings <laughs> into the ca- into captivity, into the knowledge of Christ. Every um, every reaction, take it into the captive of, uh, take it captive into the knowledge of Christ. Is that feeling the way Jesus would want me to aim for me to live? Is mm-hmm. that because it takes away from my peace? And I and I peace is not the absence of. Of, of trouble and you know we think I'm going to be in a peaceful room where the music is just classical music playing create a, 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 a peaceful environment that's not what it is you can be right now in prison I think Paul had it it was peace I, peace of know, God can I I, I I don't I really want as and you brought up that verse again and when I look that up I really want to read that verse because that just drives home exactly what you're saying Marlon it's 2 Corinthians 10 and when you start 
with the when it starts with verse three, three through five is what you've been referring to. But when you start reading from verse two, and this is Paul writing to the Corinthians, it says, "Well, I am begging you now, so that when I come, I don't have to." Be bold with those who think they act from human motives. We are human. We do not wage war as humans do. We use the God's mighty weapons, not the worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture these, their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you become fully obedient, we, punish, we will punish everyone that remains disobedient. So you think, so exactly what you're saying as I was reading this verse is just not only is, is an intentional choice, Paul is saying, hey, look, we're human. <laughs> Okay, we're not going to get this right all the time, but we just have to remember the war that we're raging waging as humans, we're using godly weapons not to knock down these things, this human reasoning. But if I want to say this, I think, I don't think we're not going to get it all the time. Call me, call me um, an overachiever. But I truly believe if it wasn't so, God wouldn't tell us. I don't think he's saying we're not going to get it. I love that we are human. Recognizing that we are human. right? We can't fight with our human ability. But I think we can. I actually think, I don't think Paul is saying we're not going to get it all the time. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think he's saying that's what we got to do. We can't think human. We got to take our human thoughts. Into the into Christ's activity, um, captivity. I think what we've done, Mary. I, again, this is what I think we've done in the church. We've lowered the standards so hard, so much that we think if it was not so, God would not tell us to do it, right? If it was not possible, and that's why we have grace. God already there's already a default that we are going to fail. We are mm. in this journey that we walk in. We're not gonna get it right away. It's not get it all the time. We're not going to get it right away because it's a journey. It's a work, right, that we are walking this journey. And it's already a given. The default is that we're still at human level, right? But we have to overcome the human level and take those human level <laughs> activities into captivity, into the knowledge of Christ. Put it under the cap. God says I can, right? I'm an, God says I'm an overcomer. An overcomer is going to get it. If you try it with God's grace, you're going to do it. So I, 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 I just want to point that out. Well, I, get, I get what you're well, saying, Mary. I, 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 just, I just want to interject here mm-hmm. as well. So I feel that, um, you know, we're, we're not, as, as, as the scripture says, nobody's perfect except Jesus, right? So I feel like God, want, there, there is a, there is a, there's an achievement. There's something that God would like us to get to. Um, not everybody's going to get to that. I think that, um, you know, even in Second uh, Corinthians 5, verse 17, God, when we, when we accept the Lord and become believers, he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are made new. I think he gives us a new heart. I think he gives us a new way of thinking. 
And those it, with that new heart and new way of thinking, there are things that we want to do and we try our best to do and, and then most times achieve it. I mean, I think about Paul saying, you know, there's, there, I, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but there's a verse where he basically says, there are these things that I, that I don't want to do, but I still, I still do them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's with, with the grace of God and with the help of God that will help us to overcome some of these things. I mean, everything is a choice, mm-hmm. right? So we have to, we, we choose, are we going to follow what God says we can do or not? Um, but I, I think it's um, one of those things that God wants us to get a standard. God wants us to have, I think maybe some of us can achieve it. And, and it's, 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 it's to your point, it is a journey. It's right. a journey. And I think I think I would go as far as saying some we it's expected of us. That's what's expected of the Christian. Some of us will choose to walk toward that goal and some of us will not. Um for whatever reason. Nevertheless, I think it's a choice. I think it's not that we can't achieve it because if it was not so, I don't think Jesus would have told us, right? I think it's some of us will, some of us won't. And it, that's why it's a daily journey. It's a daily journey where we have to choose it. And I think when Paul was saying these things, I think he was to bring to our attention that we have the sinful nature in us, not to say that we can't overcome, but to say we have a sinful nature. Um, So I I do think that God has a standard for his people, and that standard doesn't look... And I think we have an idea of what perfect is. That's not biblical. Um. Well, well, all I'm going to say is thank God for his grace. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. So, I, exactly. And I, I, and I concur with that, Michelle. It's, it's, and I mean, what I, when I originally said we don't always get it right, it's not, that's not the excuse. It's more of, like you said, the grace, us extending that grace to ourselves. Because there are a lot of times that the standard that we are trying to achieve, there are some that is just they're beating themselves up because, okay, I didn't make it today. I didn't make it today. But it's like we're all saying, A, it's a journey. B, there is a standard that it, that we are able to obtain. Right. I- and the goal, is to, the, the goal is to maintain the standard. Yes. That is the goal. That right, is the right, ultimate yes, goal. Exactly. But, I, and grace allows us to make mistakes, not intentional mistakes. And I think that's right. maybe where the clarification needs to be. That it's not, this is not intentional. I'm not intentionally getting up and missing the standard. Exactly. There you so, go. That's what I, I wanted to bring in. And, and, and I wanted to say this. I think it's not, I think, I think the difference, what I'm, the way I'm coming, it's what I agree with what you said about, you know, it's not we really intentional. I think we already at the level of humanity, which is faulty. That's what Paul was saying, right? We're already there. We're not gonna, we we come short. We come short right. already, and and we have to accept that, and understand we come short, and and, and if you are not, and then it's going to take a, a measure of measure of grace to help you overcome, to help you overcome, right. but you can overcome. And I honestly, I think Mary, Mary, Michelle, I think you guys are probably, I've seen, I'm seeing something different around me, right? You, you guys are seeing something different and I'm seeing something different. And God, we speak as God called us to speak in that, on those issues. I think a lot of us are, yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. what I'm seeing is excuse in the church. 
It's like for me, mm. that's what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing. There used to be a time when I used to see people saying, "Oh God, I'm just you know I mess up and give themselves a hard time." I don't see that much anymore. What I'm seeing right now is people mm. living a how doing whatever worldly thing they do, not realize and accept it, and accept that God God's grace covers them. They can go and live as the world and give no spiritual fruit, but still say, "You know what? God's grace." So I've seen the opposite of what you've seen. I guess that's why I was talking to that more to make sure that we are not saying that we can't achieve God's great, the standard God has for us. God has a standard and the Bible has that standard. We can live it. Um, yes, we are weak, but I think here's the thing we have. I think we focus so much on that. I don't think Paul focused so much on, oh, I'm so weak or David focused so much on that. I'm so weak. Recognize it, acknowledge it with the Lord. But the focus is I'm Overcoming. I'm living. I'm aiming to live a life of an overcomer. Um, with the mentality that I'm so weak, that I'm not going to overcome this, or I'm not always going to get this. I think it can deter us from going because we're soldier. That's what we are, and it's just in the natural. If I think so, as a man thinketh, so easy. I think that's the opposite. So is. right. So I want to make sure. Well, well, I, I also, yeah. I mean, I I just also think that when we talk about the church today in many, I'm not saying it's all because, um, I certainly know of and, um, and love, um, you know, churches and pastors and yes, things like that. Of but there are some that have been watered down. They, they water down the word to get more people in the building. <laughs> um, you know, so that I think there is a misconception out there. Um, or even people who are, are believers who are not being fed, um, fed the, the word of God, right? Um, because if you, if you're a person and you, um, and you, you read your scripture, you, um, have a good shepherd, earthly shepherd, right? You have, your, you have, of course, the Lord, but if you have a good earthly shepherd, that's also going to, uh, give you, give you the word and tell you the truth, then you are able to better, um, what am I trying to say? You're better able to, to to know and follow the standard Amen. that the Lord truly does have. And I, lo- I love that. that. And I love happen. I love all the points, Mary. I think I great great that you bring it. I just wanted to make sure we are not saying. Oh no! Yeah. I absolutely, and I, I'm glad that we're going down this particular lane because it's just yes. Um, there is a process, even. As we the journey, do we know that it's a journey? Once we say yes to Jesus, it's not a one and done event. That's just a, the beginning of the journey. And Michelle, as you were speaking before, in reference to um, just having a good shepherd and having it's just that's all a process as well. So yes. I think what's happening in the church is that okay. The standards were low. Have you seen an example of what the standard is? Are you aware right. that there is? Are you reading enough that there is a standard? Oh, no, that there is a standard. And, and we, I think and maybe we, modeling, that's what you're seeing is just people maybe not knowing that there's a standard or maybe intentionally ignoring that there is a standard. I, I, so, I, I actually, you know, you see, you kinder than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I am. You are kinder than I am. I am walking, my my thing know? is more like you know. Sometimes we find we use the reason as an excuse. 
And I want to focus yeah. that on, I don't yeah. care, get it done. You know, get it done. For me, it's kind of, I don't care the reason. Get it done. Because um, I think we've lost that. We've lost that. We are not getting it done. And then we have used the excuse to just make us just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm the first to tell you. Sometimes I just fall short. Like I can't, I know the standard of God and I fall short. Because the sin in me, as Paul said, Michelle brought out, the sin in me that's that's doing something that I don't want to do. I agree with God's word, but the sin that I have to die to. And I think, Mary, maybe that's what you're saying. Today I tried, and it did not happen because my my flesh was stronger. But I'm not going to stay there and make excuse. I will no. recognize that no. I fell below the standard, but this, that's not the standard where I am. So I'm going to go. I understand that. I understand that we will. That's the journey. If I was already together, I would not be here. I think Jesus would have taken me yeah. out, right? Which, which would have been great, right? But <laughs> to, to be with Jesus. But I think he's still walking this sanctification thing in me, on, in me. And so I understand. I agree with God's words wholeheartedly. And what I agree with it, but yet the, the flesh, there's two people, two things, two natures in me, the spirit and the flesh. And that's why I have to today fail, but tomorrow am or later on, aim to produce spiritual fruit as opposed to fleshly fruit. So I think there is well, you know, a stand. Go ahead. And I was going to say, but some of that battle is even recognizing when you've not met the standard. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, in, you know, in your heart. Oh my gosh, you just recognizing that is like okay, because there are, there are people who don't recognize it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so when that, you, and I, you know what? And I think going back to peace, you know, it's just it's knowing daily. It's, it's a, it's intentional. B, it's you know, reading the words so you become more knowledgeable of the standards that we're speaking of. Because a lot of people could be listening to this and saying, okay, I said yes to Jesus, now there's a standard I need to find out. And it, 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 because it's such a journey, God lovingly takes you through the journey. It's not you reading, seeing this standard is like, okay, I've got to reach this standard I don't know, or once I know about it, it might be. No. God has to show you God and he does that through his word. I love, his I love that. Word, Mary. Mary, one moment. I love journey. that. I love that. It's common sense. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's just common sense. This is it. If I decided I'm going to go to school for, for a particular subject, what am I going to do? I'm going to go, I'm going to go to, to that You're school. Gonna, I'm going to yeah. go to school. What am I going to do to, to be successful? I'm going to study. I'm going to study and I'm going to study and it's going to, is it going to take, I mean, the teachers, I I think college, the teachers are not going to hold my hand. God is different. He's going to know Holy Spirit is going to be there. You know, the teachers are going to hold my hand. He's going to expect for me as an adult to do what I need to do. Even though I was 18 when I was doing college. Right. So I'm just saying, I think we, how does God see it? How does, what is God expecting? How did Jesus expect it to be? Did Jesus baby us to the yeah. I mean, if I'm a teacher, I mean, when I'm teaching, I'm not expecting for me to hold your hand. I'm going to teach you the subject, but you got a, you got, you have a part. I think we make it harder than it is. Um, we baby it too much, yeah, so, and it's not. I just speaking to that point. I think sometimes, um, and I've seen this that people think that being a Christian is a very um, 
une- well, uneventful, very boring, very hard type of life to live. And I would just like to say that that is not the case. No. I think that once, you know, the spirit of the Lord, you know, when you accept Christ and, and, and the spirit of the Lord is, is with you and in you, um, you become a free person. You become, um, I, I, it's a mystery, I got to tell you. But um, <laughs> it is. There are times I'm like, wow, you know, you, you become a free person. You become um, a person who doesn't, um, you know, the things of the world really don't affect you so much. We talk about that peace, right? So yes. it's not this hard thing where, oh, my gosh, it's so hard being a Christian. That, that's not, if, if that's how you're feeling. It yeah. should not be the way. And, that, and that's I, not the spirit that the Lord wants you to have. And I, I want to say right? that it's a lot of your mind. It's, it, it started there. Yeah. It's conforming your mind. What does God say about it? Don't, not what the preacher says about it. Because I got news for all of us who sit under a preacher. We, are, we have a duty. We are, we are given a duty by God to examine every, every spirit and take it and see if it, if it fits the Bible. You know, Test every spirit to see if it's of God. So we have a duty to compare what, that's why it's iron sharpen iron. Mary said something. I don't know if, if she said it on the air or before that. Iron sharpen irons. Um, that's why I challenge Mary when I hear something. That's why I challenge Michelle and that's why they challenge yeah. me too when they hear something. Because my duty is not to appease Mary. My duty is not to appease um, yeah. Michelle or even appease myself. My duty is to make sure the word of God yeah. remains the word of God. You know, that the, the true gospel mm-hmm. Is, is float around there and we are to have an understanding of it. I'm not afraid. I say to people, don't talk to me if you don't, if you're not afraid, if you're afraid of challenges, because it is true that we got, we, it's not yes, ma'am or no, ma'am. No, listen, I do seek to have peace with everybody, but not to, not at the point of lying or misleading. So I think it's important that we less, we know the word of God. It start with the word of God. What does God says? What does the word of God yeah. says? Not what Mary says, not what Madeline says or Michelle says. What does God says? Not what the preacher says. What does God says say about the issues? And I think a lot of us have a lot of preconceived notion because we've been in church. Um, and some church are not teaching us the way it should be. And that's why it's important that we read the Bible. Some church are doing a great job, but some church are not. One of you guys said that. They watered down the 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 word of God. But I think yeah. we have a duty to say, Hey, what does God say about that? It sounds good. You know, a lot of us, you know, yeah, let's just, but what would Jesus say? How would Jesus, Jesus have so many examples. He said, what would Jesus say about that issue that you're dealing with? Do it or don't do it. That's what Jesus says. <laughs> you know, do it or don't do it. Take this way or don't do this way. You know, and how- it's so true. I, you know, it is so true, but I, you know, as, I'm looking at the time and I'm saying to myself, okay, you know, with all the information that we have said, what would be final thoughts? What would be fine? What would we Right. But but before we go there, people that are listening to, but before we go go there, before we go there, I I want to say this. I want to say, um, I I want to get back to the piece, but I want to make sure, I want to make sure that it's something that's attainable. All these things that God tell us yeah. to do, they are tenable. And I think we make a lot of excuses on ourselves. Well, you know, but, 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 no. They are tenable. They are difficult. Just because they're difficult doesn't mean they're not attainable. And just because you have to fall seven mm-hmm. times and get back up again doesn't mean they're, they're not attainable. You are not a failure until you give up and stop trying. 
and, and, and just start yeah. embedding in whatever failure you are in. So I think everything God says, there's peace. My peace I live with you. Take it. Take it. And that's to me. I talk. Like when I tell, I tell you this, whenever we come here with a topic, at least for me, God is talking to me about it. Whatever the point that's coming out is because God is bringing it to my mind about it. Because I'm not coming and tell you I live in Kumbaya all the time. No. Because I'm a thinker <laughs> and I'm aware of, of, of the, I'm aware of my world. I'm so aware of this world. And, you know, the Bible says, um, um, I think it was Solomon who said, those who have much understanding, you know, it's harder for them. I paraphrasing this. You know, it's those who have too much understanding and too much wisdom, sometimes it's harder for them because they get to see. They get to see what's happening. And because I'm a solver, problem solver, I've come to realize not a lot of problems are not within my solving, my means of solving. So I'm aware of the troubles and I tend to be like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. That's why peace, I have to take hold of peace. I can either choose the disturbance or the turmoil or choose peace, live in peace. And to me, to conclude my thought is that peace for me is to know that God loves me and to know that he has my best interest at heart and that he put me here intentionally. I didn't choose my, I didn't choose to be here. He chose me to be here and he chose to call me for a purpose. If I don't go away, sway my mind and try to live my own way and continue to conform my ways to God's way, I'm going to be all right. Maybe. And peace doesn't mean no problem. So you guys, if you can go around, give your final thoughts. So there are many. (laughs) 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 Many. But um, I will just say that um, the peace of God is real. Um, I think that we need to trust him. Um, If you don't, if you don't know the Lord, um, test him and see. Um, he will bring you peace in, in every situation, and it may take a, it may take a moment. It may be like okay, I, 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 I at times have moments where I'm like okay, and then I go back to who is God in my life, and who am I, and I trust Him, and He'll bring you peace. And I just want to read. Um, I'm going to read my one of my favorite scriptures to you. <laughs> That's probably what I was going to read too. But go ahead. I probably was going to read it, yeah. but go. Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> 23 too. Yes, that's what I was going to read, Michelle, but go ahead. Come on, come on. When thou passest through the wilderness, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Just know that the Lord is with you in every situation. And can I read one more really quick? Yes. Um, yeah. Romans, Romans 8, <laughs> 38 and 39. Um, because nothing separates us from his love and his peace. For I'm persuaded yeah. that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. 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 Mary? Amen. Um, yeah. So I, at this point, I would just say that if peace is an issue for you, if that's something that you don't currently have, try Jesus. Mm-hmm. You've tried everything else. You've tried your job. You've tried your home. You've tried obtaining wealth. You've tried everything else. Try Jesus. Because the peace that you're looking for cannot be brought, cannot be manipulated, and cannot be controlled. 
true peace, true joy, true love only comes from God. So mm-hmm. I would say to you today with everything that has been said, try Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Amen. and I want to say this to my for my final thoughts is that peace is attainable. It's attainable to me. It's attainable to you. Um, Jesus is peace. As Mary said, try Jesus. Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus if you want peace. Um, if you're already in Jesus, peace is already available to you, but you got to take it. We got to live in it. We have to make that choice. Um, and I want to say this, my, my, um, since Michelle took my verse. (laughs) (laughs) I shared your verse. Yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. You partake. You partake together. I'm going to read this. Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That was Isaiah 41, 10. And I want to say this one as well. Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for Mm -hmm. you. And come to him, as Mary said, Jesus, come to him, all who are weary. He will give you rest if that is what you're looking for. And I can promise you all of us is susceptible right now to losing our peace. But let's not lose it. Mary, thank you for your thoughts. And Michelle, they give me something to, to talk about. <laughs> it's always great to just yeah. come here and talk. And I just want to remind you, we we are here having a conversation. Um, we are not professionals. We talk, you know, as the Bible says, you know, um, those who, it says those who love the Lord talk about them, him often. And at the end, God will make a, make us jewel in his crown. So what? that's what we do. We talk about Jesus Christ. And on the air, we figure things out too. You know, We come steady. I, I mean, I steady to show myself approved. But certain things, I'm, get, I'm learning it on the air as well with you. And we are not talking at you. We're talking among ourselves. We try to make it a conversation. And I just want to say, there is peace. Um, let's, guard, yeah. let's guard the word of God, even with your best friend. Guard the word of God. Okay, don't just say yes. Now is not the time. The time that we we spend a generation of just saying yes, everything you said is great. My peace, I mean my truth, your truth. I see what you're saying. Again, there's a difference with with understanding people and still giving credibility and not taking down the word of God with with that. So I think it's a matter of just sh- exhort one another. Exhort one another means calling one another out when they, not calling in a bad way, not in a bad way, just if you notice a point is not scriptural, just bring it up. Don't go along anymore. Don't do it anymore. So, and I promise you I won't do that anymore. And I would say this, you guys, I give you the invitation, you who are listening, if you hear us here on the air say something that is contradictory to the word of God, please reach out to us. You can find us on social media or our website, um, the Living a Peace of Project Radio no, it's not radio program. The Living Episode Project. <laughs> so find out and just bring it. Please help us. If we say something that is not scriptural, please let us know that and we will correct ourselves. So just remember to just go out there and guard the word of God and don't let it just tremble around people's feet. Um, you guys, it's an honor to come here and chat with you, Michelle, and Elaudis is not here, but hi, love you. <laughs> we, do, we do love you, Elaudis. You're not here, but we love you. Love you. <laughs> but Michelle and Mary, 
<laughs> the three M's are here today. It's, it was a pleasure to just have the three M's. Yeah. So it's it's an honor to have you guys here and and God bless you all. Go get God's go live in God's peace in the midst of all of this. God bless Amen. you and have a great one. God bless you. The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you, and He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are broken hearted, I am close to you. 
as a shepherd carries a lamb. I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child?